Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host as always, Adela Marcy. Today we're sponsored by purelyhosting.com forward slash Adil, A-D-I-L. Go there to get your business sharing, well, your shared hosting account, but it's a business version, so it's slightly better, but not a VPS. They build your website, you get a good uptime, and more importantly, they take care of you really, really well. The support is top notch. Uh, we also have our, we're also sponsored by kczeman.com and easywebinar.com as well. Uh, basically got a double sponsored, so that's kind of fun. So, speaking of, we've got the man himself. Casey is on the other end of the line. I'm really excited about this because I've been following your work for God knows how long. Um, it's either you or I've confused you with someone else, but I think it is definitely you. Um, I've been checking out your stuff for quite some time. You've got a book out, haven't you? How to Build Your Audience with Live Video. Is that yours? That's right, yeah. Can you hear me okay? I got a little bit of static, but you can hear me, right? Dude, I can hear you loud and clear. If it's if there's anything on my side, just please excuse that for the time being. Um, I'll catch it and post edit. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I do. I have a build your audience with live video. That's like, um, you know, I mean, there's a there's kind of other books that I plan on writing, but it you know, it's like when you pl planning and actually doing are two different things. So I, yeah. I have that official book. Uh, out right now, yeah. That's pretty awesome, dude. That's really, really cool. So, okay, first question right off the bat. How the hell did you actually even finish that book? Because I, I know so many entrepreneurs, myself included, we start writing a book, we get about 20 pages in, like, yeah, done for the day, and never get back to it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you real quick. Uh, the, the, the actual book was written, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start writing this thing. And I, I did it as a test for myself to see if I could get a bestseller. Uh, so I, I, I actually started pre-selling it before I even wrote it and, uh, to try to get a pre-seller. So I, uh, or so yeah, to bestseller. So I started pre-selling it and I run a, ran a contest and I was like, oh shit, well I better, I better add, now I have to create the content, but the content had already been started. Um, what I did was I, I, uh, I did a creative live like, uh, like in 2014 and, um, and what I decided to do is I had all the videos from that creative live, you know, two to three day experience, uh, turned into audio and transcribed then from there. And that transcription then was tweaked and put into uh, a book essentially. So it needed refinement. So I got like a, you know, kind of a ghostwriter to sort of do some stuff. And I was adding my own things to it as well. But it was definitely in my voice because it was me speaking live to an audience while I was teaching, you know, so that's a pretty much, that's pretty much how, how I did it. Um, and you know, there's other ways to do it where you like, you know, write a chapter a day and then, or whatever, write a, not a chapter a day, but like write blog posts and throw them all together and cram them into a book. You know, um, there, there are ways to do it. Uh, I, but I remember the first time I wrote a book, it was called YouTube revealed and it was like this 250 page ebook, uh, all about like how to market with YouTube. And it was, it took me forever to do. And it was like so labor intensive and I hated writing it. Uh, and it took so much time and it was something I was giving away for free. And I realized, man, what am I doing? Why am I giving away this like massive thing for free? And that took me forever. Also, when, especially when YouTube changes every six months, why did I put so much energy and time into that? And I, that was when I started understanding the difference between like, you know, something that is like evergreen concepts versus, uh, something that is like a, you know, if you give a YouTube, um, if you say, go click here in, in your YouTube channel page, you know, if you give like, like, uh, you know, like follow, if you, if you like follow along as I teach you some tech stuff and how YouTube looks, you know, YouTube is going to change. So it's like, if, if you give evergreen ideas, like, you know, these are the best titles that work, that's normally going to happen. They're going to stay, you know, that, that best advice is going to work for years to come because it's probably going to stay the same. But if you, you know, so it's like, yeah, some, something that's enter, uh, evergreen versus something that's kind of like that I'm going to be forced to change later on. Uh, so anyway, that, that's how I kind of figured out, like, I need to be smarter about how I write the book or write books. And, uh, and I think, you know, someone who has like for you, for instance, because you, you know, you have consistent content, you're a perfect example of someone who can like, you know, take something from the content and, and then repurpose a lot of what you have. And I think that's part of what you kind of need to do. You oh know what God, I mean? I've, I've just realized what I can totally do with you guys. Cause I'm doing this podcast. I'll just take all my podcasts, transcribe them and then just like, I have a book of 
I, information. Look at here. Here's my book. And you guys are all featured in my book. And would you, you know, that's right. That's all you got to do. Yeah, pretty much. I'll get all of you guys to promote for me because, you know, you all love me. Because you're in, yeah, and you're in my book. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about you, you know. Exactly. I have a picture of you in my book. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that sounds creepy, dude. <laughs> I have a picture in my book. I'm I have a sure naked picture of you in my book. <laughs> it's my private diary book at home. But hey, still. Hey, Cosmo said they would not publish that photo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh. At least that's what they said, right. There's yeah. nothing in, in writing. It's nothing a verbal about- agreement. <laughs> It's just so freaking hilarious that just actually happens all the friggin' time. Um, but yeah. based on that, I did want to I did want to ask you just a really blunt question: How much did it actually cost to transcribe everything? Because oh, I know yeah. places uh, like Rev. dot com do it like a dollar a minute, and then you've got a ghostwriter to go through everything. So how much did it cost all in all to get it all uh, done? I think it was like two grand to get it all like transcribed or something. How long was I, I got uh, it. How long was it? Yeah, like how like how many pages? Uh, a hundred and well, so that's the, here's the thing. The one that's actually in there right now, this is the, this is the funny part about this. This is, a, that's actually a volume one and volume two is about 160 pages. That volume one is like only like literally like 60 pages or something. So it's not even that long. Um, but so, so the second volume though is long. It's like 160 pages, okay, which so is not, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I get that it's going to be more than just two volumes because you have like a crap load of content. Um, all right, so jumping into like this whole thing, because I do know for a fact you've actually, uh, you're not going to do it because you're weirdly modest about this, so I've got to do it for you. You guys can't see this right now, and I'm just totally making this up, but he's actually giving me the face to go, go ahead and say it. He's holding up cue cards. He's not really, but so um, you did <laughs> you did uh, consulting work for Esther Lorde uh, and um, HarperCollins and a few other companies as well, teaching them how to use video to sell their stuff. Yeah. So how yeah. did you get those gigs? Because, I mean, that's just like, Quite a big thing. Well, I I was doing video marketing back in the back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I mean like I'm not talking about like you know like aught five or something, but you know more like like back in like 2009, 2010. Actually, 2010 is when I started doing video marketing. I was literally the the only video marketer out there. Actually, it was me. It was James Wedmore, and you know, uh, but I. So Jane, you know, if you, if you know James Wedmore, yeah, he went yeah. kind of a, a a different route and kind of got a, a massively published uh, a member, you know, like a course and program. I went a kind of a different route, you know. When I was first starting to do video marketing, I started working for different companies. Like first, I worked for a flash mob company and a few other companies to help them with video marketing to get their videos up and get them ranked and get them viral, and then have their clients want to have clients want to hire them like brands want to hire them right right and that was successful and from that i started doing campaign work for for them through estee lauder because estee lauder was one of their clients right and then dell as well and so after having done that that's when i started doing even more work with estee lauder wow or in dell so it's like wow. you get you get these like pivot points and verticals and stuff and then i i did consulting work for i did some consulting for harper collins christian publishing uh with like essentially trying to get them more on the the path of like getting their uh you know g- helping authors essentially because authors you know the problem with authors is that they don't know who's buying their books when they're in the bookstores and they don't really have a platform so it was really about like coming coming up with a concept a way for for authors to have their own platform and a way for HarperCollins to start nurturing those people to have their own platforms and to help them get their own pat- platform bam and boom you know then they can actually you know be more than just you know uh talent who writes a book but now they you know they know their audience they're connected and engaged with their audience they can do consulting work for their own audience and stuff like that because as you well know maybe you don't but i'm sure you do uh people that write books they don't really make a lot of money you know yeah. um uh, that's normally the case you, you don't have a lot of, of of people that write books and make like gobs of money from the book it's more so the the audience and the reputation that you build from the book and then of course from that you can uh, you can do a lot with that particular platform. You know, the uh, mm-hmm. the authority that's built from that boom and then going in. I say boom a lot, and I apologize. Oh, please oh. don't. Please don't. I'm brown. If they hear the word boom, they'll just be like, oh, it's not a, it's not a brown guy saying this. It's not going to explode. I say, no, no. It's so freaking true. But, dude, I say it too, so it's fine. Um, 
And Dan fact, Kennedy said it best as well. He didn't say boom, by the way. I tried to get Dan Kennedy to say boom. He would not let me say it. Um, that's well, hilarious. I was like, Dan, can you say boom? It's my birthday say, in two days. He was like, no. Did he say bam? No, what, he didn't what, say any of that. He just stood there and went, I'm not saying it at all. I was like, no, okay, fine. He then signed my book with something. I was like, okay, fine. He actually, I think he wrote it down, but I can't read his handwriting. It's so bad at times. Anyway, besides the point, <laughs> what I was getting at was Dan actually has said many times that the oldest way to build uh, authority is write a goddamn book. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. You know, and it's easy. And of course, if you have, what, what would you say? I, I say one year of hardcore everyday internet marketing, not even hardcore internet marketing, intermediate internet marketing as in like, You've watched a few courses, you've tried a few things, you've kind of got a blog going. But if you're an expert in a field, like I'm not saying be an expert in IM and go write about IM because that's just bullshit, let's be honest. Um, you can if you've done it for a long time, but if you're new. So my point is, if you've done IM for one year, but you're an expert in an outside niche, when you mm -hmm. write a book, you can use everything you've learned in IM to basically go ahead and write a bestseller, uh, like get a bestseller list straight going. Because it doesn't take that's that long to figure out how to market it. No, it's uh, it's that's what's so funny about it. It's like, um, you know, when you're anything outside the IM world, if you do something about it, you, you oftentimes if you have any little bit of knowledge in the IM world, you know, if you've studied it at all, it it actually starts to make you know, it's like, oh well, I can pretty much market anything, you know, like that's the the hardest niche to cr to crack is IM, like the niche of IM, you know, like not understand not just understanding internet marketing, but being able to then sell internet marketing to people that want internet marketing is a very tough niche to crack. So absolutely, if you just have the knowledge, you could take that and apply that to any niche, physical product, you know, uh, digital course, uh, you know, offline s store, you know what I mean? I mean, it can, it can be applied to anything. So I'm a glutton for punishment though. I kind of sticking around in the, I mean, kind of in the internet marketing. Too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I just create marketing tools. I don't know if I'm like necessarily in internet. Like, well, no. What I'm, who am I kidding? I'm in internet marketing. <laughs> I love how I love how literally you had this argument with yourself right now. I, I did. Like, I'm like, deny. Like, I'm in like I, full no, denial no, mode. No, no, no. no wait, I do other. I do other. No shit, I don't. That's, uh, that's See, this is brilliant though, because like, I actually, uh, you've given me a great idea. Because like the thing that I'm known for, um, actually, to be fair, you don't actually know me all that well, considering this is our first conversation, and it's a good conversation going along i've not insulted you as badly yet we'll get to that in a moment um <laughs> i'm sure you'll do the same um absolutely big, I mean, if that's what you're looking for I, I could i could try that yeah bring it on bubba bring it on let's see what happens it'll be a good <laughs> laugh anyway um but what i was gonna say was the craziest thing is that um i've been doing copywriting for like 14 years now yeah like i started when i was 12 and 26 right now and like most of my clients come from different <laughs> niches yeah i know laugh it up Blah, whatever. Who does who does it when they're twelve? That's incredible. Well, I got put into it by accident because here's the thing: this I've told the story a million times. I'll tell you one time very briefly, and then you can go read about it on my ambitious.com article because it's there. Okay, if you go to ambitious.com, you'll find an article about me there. Thank you, Greg. I'll give you a shout out because you actually helped me with that. Um, going down. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You're just going then. You're going to read my story in a bit. But essentially, what it is, um, like so. Long story short, there's like a whole story between being five, but at 12 years old, uh, my teacher said that I could be really, really slow at writing. They were worried. My, I went to my dad's office and I basically started writing stories about his products. I didn't know what copywriting was. And then six years later, I just got into the habit of writing every single day. But the way I wrote mm -hmm. was persuasive. So when I was 18, my dad was like, you do know we used to just take your stuff down to our copywriters. They would just add a headline and a close and they, wouldn't, they would just clean your copy up. Uh, clean the stories that you wrote up and turn them into a little bit more salesy, but not much. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, here's a letter. He goes, oh, yeah, I remember writing this. He goes, yeah, look at the headline, look at the clothes. I was like, all I did was add a headline and the clothes. And I was like, yeah. He goes, do that for a living. So I was like, all right. And <laughs> went pro straight away. But, That's amazing. Did you, uh, so, you know, did you charge your dad? No, because uh, you got to realize I, I grew up in a brown family, so that basically means you, you, my dad's foreign, so he will basically, he's like, Dad, can I have money? <laughs> I was like, do you want to live on the street? That's basically nah. his comeback. I was like, oh. You have two options. You can write copy for me, or there's a box that you can live in. Oh, no, he, he he had sold the company at this point, so he didn't have to. I was like, where's my royalty checks? He was like, you've been oh, living gotcha. here for free. I was like, yeah, that's true. 
I'm going to show it now. The thing is, my dad's the same height as me, except for he's like a former bodybuilder with like massive muscles. And I'm like some super, at the time I was like some super skinny dude. And I was like, he can, he can bench press me. <laughs> I'm not going to mess with him. It's fine. Uh, I'll just sit in the corner and cry. It's, it's all good. It makes sense. It makes sense. You don't want to mess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I did see, I did see you did a launch last year though. It looks like the copy lab. Yeah, I did a launch called the Copy Lab, and then I shut it down because I got to it. I was like, "Yeah," and then I just didn't do anything with it because I was like, um, "Life happened, and I moved cities." And then, oh yeah, yeah, and then my internet took ages to get back online. I was like, "Man, the sales funnel to this thing is taking ages to write." Because I've figured out that the worst person to write my copy is me. So I've got a protege who I've trained to write for me. <laughs> So ah, he does gotcha. all my work for me, and I just basically write for other people instead. Makes life a lot easier. That does. That is a lot easier. Um, especially, you know, then he, then you're like, okay, well, he knows me. He can write in my voice, right? Boom. Yeah. That, and yeah. also, I just send him like um, video audio clips and get him to do it from that. Speaking of which, going back to because I do want to ask you about this. What yeah. is your preferred video platform, Vimeo or YouTube? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Man, what a good question. Okay, so actually, so my, uh, what was the question again? No, I got it. I remember now. Sorry. So Vimeo, I, you know, Vimeo, I think, is, is the, my, my, my favorite video platform for, for kind of membership sites, you know, like doing Vimeo Pro is what I tend to use for um, doing private videos that are going to be in membership sites. Otherwise, I'll use like Easy Video Suite as well. Um, Josh Bartlett is a good friend of mine, so, you know, he may... Uh, and I think he has a new product coming out pretty soon, which might uh, rival all that yeah, too. So EBS three, I think it is, isn't it? Is that what it's calling it? Yeah, that, that, that could very well be. Yeah, it's it's going to be. It should be a badass product. But what I tend to do is I, I like Vimeo Plus. Uh, it's good for um, you know membership, uh, but. I don't necessarily use it for like getting more traffic. I mean, YouTube is the YouTube is the is it i mean you know it's the gorilla so you just you you so i tend to use youtube to you know keep my con content on there and also if i'm going to do something with a blog post it's going to be youtube videos for my blog now there was a time when i was i would say something like don't use youtube for any out external content uh, outside of youtube because of the fact that youtube could shut down your account at any point and what happens if you have 50 to 100 blog posts written and all are associated with the youtube video since then I've kind of changed that around, although, you know, the, there, you know, I have th several cautionary tales because I've had two of my YouTube accounts shut down and also retrieved, but one of them, uh, one of them was an actual hack. Someone hacked into my account, posted videos of somebody else, that, per that other person flagged the account, and that's what shut it down. The only way I was able to get it back was to go to the person that flagged it and say, listen, someone broke into my account and uploaded these videos because it happened to like three other people. So and it's all the same video, right? So I had to do that because YouTube wasn't really helpful with that. So yeah, in that regard, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, that these are things that could definitely happen and they happen to a lot of people. So sometimes it could be, it, it might be a good idea to also have a backup. So, you know, if for some reason your YouTube channel gets like, you know, kaput, then you may have a backup YouTube channel or maybe you have a backup Vimeo channel that has all the same video content that's on YouTube in Vimeo so that if that day, you know, knock on wood doesn't happen, but if it does happen, you can sw switch around the videos uh, and put the Vimeo videos in place of where the YouTube videos are. But in that regard, I'd probably get Vimeo Plus because... Vimeo Plus is a paid platform, and as such, you know, your videos are proprietary. They're not going to shut you down because it's not free, like YouTube. So. Right. Okay, so that brings me to my next question. Do you have a problem with Amazon S3 and CloudFront, or do you actually like those as well? I use those too. So no, I don't I don't have any problem with those. Um, you Good know, enough. Easy Webinar, Easy Webinar, we do our automated webinars on Easy Webinar with Amazon S3. So no, I I I I I love it, especially when I can do a streamed video that um that uh that is pre-recorded but streams in real time. Can't really do that much with uh well, actually you can. Sorry, with YouTube you can do that with our system of Easy Webinar. You can put a YouTube video in there. You can put a Amazon S3 video in there. Even a Vimeo video, I think, will actually stream in real time, I believe, um, with Easy Webinar. So I actually used uh, Amazon S3 as well. It's just one of those things you start, you know, you just use, 
you know, when, once you get into the world, you, you it's not like you're going to just use one thing. Um, yeah. but I, I, I tend to, I tend to have, uh, you know, for, for my membership stuff, you know, it depends on the platform like Kajabi. Sometimes when I use Kajabi, I can upload videos right into Kajabi's platform. Now they're probably, and they'll host it, but they're probably hosting it with Amazon. So the other thing is like we, uh, my new software called fullscope.tv, which is an analytic and, and, uh, marketing tool for Periscope, um, we house everyone's videos. So when they do their Periscope broadcast, you know, it goes away after 24 hours. But what we do is we, we save it and we host it for them. And that's using Amazon S3. See, that's really, really cool. Cause like, I'm going to jump into that in a second about Periscope. Cause that's a huge thing that's coming up, but I did want to get, get you, um, just share this strategy for people who are listening. One of the best ways, from a conversion standpoint, um, I like to I like to use stuff uh, all the time. Again, we use more than one video server. Obviously, I'm getting easy webinars soon. Um, by the time this goes live, I would have actually ended up getting that. Yeah, it's all good. Um, the big thing, you're being you're totally being held to that now. Just oh, as an yeah, yeah, I will be. Don't worry, it'll it'll okay. be fine. I'm getting it. <laughs> so by the time this li- this thing goes live, I would have had it for a while and playing with it. So yeah. In your face, Casey. It's going to happen. There. Boom. Oh, man. Back at me. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say, the best thing to actually use for what I found is Wistia uh, gives you a free account now with, I think yeah. it's either 15 to 30 gigabytes worth of data, which is quite a lot of data. Don't go hosting all your videos on Wistia. There's nothing against Wistia, by the way. They're a great company. It's just it'll get expensive very, very quickly. So the thing that I like to do um, that's quite powerful is... I love Amazon S3 and CloudFront. Very easy to use, dirt cheap, and great if you use stuff like eWebinar. Um, what I do for sales videos, though, is run them through Wistia. Collect all the analytics, find out which video does what when people drop off, run two or three videos as a test. That takes up my entire free account. And it's still only 30 gigs if those videos still exist in there. I can delete the videos and they get my 30 gigs back. Um, Smart for- thinking. Awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. Get all the analytics, find the winner, put the winner onto um, Amazon S3, run it there so it's dirt cheap to run a crap load of traffic to it. Take the three videos off um, Wistia or keep the winner there, take two off, run, uh, write two new scripts, rival the control and the two new uh, A, and, like, you know, A and B split test them yeah. and see which one comes up. If the winner, the control still wins, I still got a free amount of um, space and data on my Wistia account, but I know which one's winning over the control on my S3. Right. So it's a great way to cycle out the videos without having to pay a crap load of money. I like that. I like that. Uh, But can you do the same thing with Vimeo too? You can do the same thing with Vimeo, but I've not really used Vimeo all that much. Um, Again, I'm going off what I have used versus what I haven't used, and you know Vimeo better than I do. I, I, I have, uh, I had, maybe I still have a Wistia account, uh, because Wistia is great, but, um, it's been a while since I've, I've actually used it. Um, but that, I love that. I mean, yeah, you could do probably the same thing with, see, Vimeo is actually not as, ex- not nearly as expensive as Wistia. Wistia is like a lot. And then no. Vimeo is like, literally, I think, I can't remember how much my Vimeo pro is, but it's, I think it's like I don't, nine bucks a year, isn't it? Yeah. It's something dirt cheap. I mean, yeah, 99 bucks a year is like, it's like under ten dollars a month right so you know i'm yeah it's it's not it's not that bad if you look at wistia wistia has changed their pricing though um wistia has massively changed their pricing i think it's a lot less than it used to be because i remember it was when it launched it was like 250 to 500 500 a year just to use their services depending yes um right and, and now it's you know nothing compared to that Really, they dropped their price? Oh, massively. Mm. Um, if you have a look right now, it should tell you exactly um, what it is. So, right, I'm not, going, I'm not going to try and I'm not going to fire up on my MacBook because um, this MacBook that I'm on is annoyingly temperamental. So, uh, for Christmas this year, for all my clients that are listening, um, one of you have pro- will be buying me a uh, MacBook Air this Christmas. When we're shooting. One of them, <laughs> really, they will? Oh, of course, dude. My consult- the way I do my consulting is I don't do free. So to get me on the phone, because uh, f- I can solve practically any business problem there is within 15 minutes, um, they usually buy me something off my Amazon wish list. But if they want a longer time with me, I go ahead and actually, they can buy me a bigger gift and they get more time. Because um, I charge around three grand an hour for consulting. 
Nice. Which is a really, really nice way of doing it. Dan Candy was like, I asked him, how do I get more people in? He was just like, just charge like 10 people, three grand each to attend a group, group coaching session. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, most of them have the exact same problem, but they'll never speak up. You'll be completely fine. I was like, you are the man of actually getting stuff like this happen, aren't you, Dan? That's awesome. I love the idea of doing like the group training stuff all at one time. Ooh, uh, I stand. Well, yeah, I don't stand corrected because remember it was two hundred and fifty bucks a month for their pro account for Wistia, right? Mm-hmm. They've dropped it to a hundred bucks. Their enterprise account's three hundred a month, but their yeah. basic is twenty five, and that is right. hundred videos. Um, but their free free account for anyone that's listening. Um, because they're really, really good for testing the water with stuff like that. They get you get Wistia branding on the video, which isn't going to kill your conversions, but you get twenty five videos for free, which is really good. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, uh, yeah that's not bad. A hundred videos and one thousand videos. Yeah, I mean, even a hundred bucks is not too bad. With but they have really super advanced uh, tracking. I get this part where they, you know, they have the enterprise level. That's you know HubSpot, Marketo, and and parted which i've never heard of um, yeah. as of yet some people oh, yeah we're now geeking out this is what i mean this ends up happening on podcasts all the time i love Forever it. You, they just like dive in and just like start checking everything out yeah, yeah i mean i love this because <clears throat> because hey first of all uh, don't get me wrong i love the polished format of some people's podcasts i really do but honestly i i've had such great feedback from both speakers and people who've listened to my podcasts why why fix something that's broken right no, sorry. No, why break something that's working? That's what essentially what I mean. Why break something that's working? That's amazing. So breaking it by, you know, structuring it more, right? Yeah, I mean, the only way yeah. that you want to break something is by creating an offer that runs similar, like similar to it, and um, beats it. That's the only way you should really break it. Not really like, oh, hey, this is totally working. Let's change format halfway through just because. Right. Yeah. If it's not, not yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think that, that the problem is that, you know, a lot of us tend to get consumed and worried about, um, uh, you know, like we see someone doing something and so we have to copy that person like instantly, like follow exactly to the note, you know, what they're what they're doing, because we think that 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 path e- equals su- success. And I get it. I get it. You know, it's it's important to to follow someone's uh, example, but at the same time, it's important to find and establish your own thing. Find it and and you know, and oftentimes going against the grain. If someone says, you know what, I don't, I think you should do it more like this person or that person, you know, that y- you just have to kind of dismiss it. I mean, at that point, because you do it the way you want to do it. Um, you know, that's uh, one of the best things I I've sort of figured out in this business. I guess is like trusting my own instincts, you know, yep. I mean, it's like one of the, one of the toughest things to do, especially when you're, when you're starting out and you see a lot of other people that are influencers and you're like, oh, well, that person's doing so much. This person's doing amazing probably. So I, or you would assume they're doing amazing, right? So you're like, I'm just going to do everything that that person's doing, right? But, uh, oftentimes that like whatever they're doing is based on like their own thing and they might not necessarily be telling you the whole backstory of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, you kind of have to figure out if you have an idea for something, you know, go with it, you know? So I think it's this fine line, this, this blend of, of both having your own, um, intuition and trusting it. And at the same time, kind of learning, you know, t- absorbing some of the things that people are doing, but mostly watching what they're doing more than what they're saying. I think that's probably the most important thing you could do. Like watch what someone does and follow what they do instead of say, you know, say, oh, okay, well, if they say to do this, do this, do this, you know, it's more so what are they doing in their business? Because if they're doing it in their business and it's working for them, then that's something that you can kind of uh, use as an example, but you don't want to copy anything. You want to obviously find your own intuitive voice, your own, you know, personal style. So, uh, it all hats off to you. And, you know, that's just, this is where you get my clap. This is slow. I'm slow clapping and quiet clapping, but it's still a clap. Yay! I'm actually like really looking forward to this, and I will get him to slow clap in person when I meet him at some point, whether it's in London or in the US. I will make you do it, and I'll film Sweet. it and go, "This happened." Now, this jump, happened. jumping from yeah. that, I do want to find out, like, because um, I'm I sometimes forget things, like right now. Name of your Periscope recording company and tracking analytics company. What's it called? 
Oh, it's called fullscope.tv. Right. So talk to me about that because that is an yeah. amazing thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I started doing full, I started using Periscope this year because Periscope came out and it was, and I love live stream, of course, you know, with, you know, being the founder of Easy Webinar, but uh, I started jumping on it because it was an app for your phone that you could live stream from. And I, at first I was like, what is this? I don't know. But after a while, like after, you know, when someone told me about it in like March, or something like that. And then I really dismissed it kind of like someone did, did a, uh, a periscope of me at one point. Uh, and I said, okay, so people come and you can comment into them. That's okay. Great. But then in Je in July, no, it was June. I started kind of looking more and more into it because I had more and more people telling me about it. So I finally jumped in in June and as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. And then I used it more and I was like, this is pretty cool. And then more, you saw more influencers using it. Like people were coming into to it, like Shailene Johnson and Michael Hyatt and, uh, you know, Derek Helpern and all sorts of other people were like coming in and using uh, Periscope. And I was like, and, 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 and I was using it too. And I was like, okay, this is, this is something that's pretty awesome. Um, I love it. I love the that they, people can like build an audience with this thing. And that's, and literally that's what I've been able to do. And when I was starting, you know, I was I was doing these broadcasts where I was literally like just teaching some stuff. It it didn't take the place of a webinar, but it was almost like this small uh, spurt of content that I could use. And um, and actually now I, I repurpose that content for my blog stuff. But um, what I noticed was when I would like make a you know a call to action pitch to like get into my free course or something, I was seeing about three hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars a day that was directly related to doing periscopes, right? Uh, sending them into like my funnels. So I was like, okay, this thing is pretty cool. And I got, you know, so I got them people, more people on my list. You know, I was getting like maybe 20 or 30 leads a day from Periscope too, which, yeah. you know, I guess is not huge, but at the same time, you know, it's a new platform. So it was like, oh, this is cool. This platform actually is doing something. So then I noticed like this huge, huge, huge gap and this huge problem uh, with, with the platform that I could not, and I did not know who the people that were coming to my broadcast were. So I was like, I, I was figuring out that, you know, I was building my audience, but who are these people and are they following me? And what are they, what are their interests? What do they do? How, when do they come in? You know, what, you know, what is their engagement level? What, what broadcast do they like more than others, you know, and things like that. So Periscope doesn't have an analytic platform. Periscope was bought by Twitter for $100 million, right? And they still don't have an analytics and data uh, back, uh, back end to them. So you don't know anything about the people that are attending your broadcasts, right? So what Fullscope does is it tells you literally everything you want to know about the person. It takes you back. You can go back to their Twitter page. Uh, you know when they attend your a broadcast, how long they stay, questions that they ask during the broadcast how many hearts they send, if they share to Twitter, Facebook, or Periscope, um, if, they, if people start following you during the broadcast, our software will add up your followers and stuff and tell you kind of how your, how your audience is growing. So it's, a, it's, it's kind of a metrics-based uh, platform that allows you to know, you know how to craft your, your broadcast based on what your audience likes, as well as knowing um, the growth of your audience and it has a marketing uh, engine to it as well to where you can tweet people directly from the platform, much like Hootsuite, um, so that you can say, hey, thanks for coming to my broadcast or hey, thanks for commenting or hey, thanks for sharing or hey, um, he, you know, here's the URL that you missed. I talked about this you know, my webinar mini course, here's webinarminicourse.com. If you, it looks like you left like just moments before I talked about it. So you can do all these things with it. And right now it's free. We just made it free because at this point we, you know, we just wanted to make it free and get a lot of broadcasters on there. And it's been a really interesting process because now, you know, brands and agencies are kind of getting interested because it, because they want to know the data, right? Like, so you know, like in the early days of YouTube, you know, uh, people didn't really think about, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, market with YouTube or, you know, I, I, I'm going to pay a, a YouTuber to kind of, uh, you know, promote my brand. But now it's prevalent everywhere, right? And a lot of agents, they have even have agencies specific to YouTube talent. Yep. Well, now with Periscope, they're seeing that there are people that are just killing it on Periscope and people that can build a 
good audience on Periscope. And the biggest difference is that Periscope is a live audience and where some of these companies are like, well, yeah, but see the, the video is where you can see the views and people, the impressions, but audience uh, brands and, and, and agencies and, and all companies should start to understand and realize that there's more of a weighted view, more of a weighted lead when someone comes to a live presentation, right? So with full scope, now you have this analytic data that you can essentially score uh, broadcasts and maybe even events that have like several broadcasters together. So that's the thing that we've been doing. We've been doing these things where maybe someone does like an all day event. Like there's this guy that puts on this event called Scope Day. His name is Mike Lynn and he and I are kind of partners in, in, in some sense on some other stuff. But Mike Lynn, uh, he will have like 65 broadcasters, right? One day doing all broadcasts, you know, around the world, all about travel. What we'll do with full scope is we'll take the collective data and show, hey, the reach for these broadcasts where, you know, 50,000 people saw this, these live, uh, these live broadcasts, you know, there was 10 million hearts, you know, 5,000 shares, you know, so you can, you can take the data now and say, well, this is how big of a reach it had. And that's something that brands kind of like. They like to know, well, how many people saw it? How many eyeballs saw it? You know, which equals impressions, if you look at it. Comments are a little more, you know, like comments and engagement are a little higher on the scale, which we also rank. We actually have an engagement score inside Fullscope. So we can say who your most engaged people are that come, like, you know, and you can date, uh, you can set a date range and say, like, who's my most engaged person over all my broadcasts for the last week? you can see that person, you know, so you can run contests with it and all sorts of stuff. And that's what people have been doing with it so far. Yeah, that's dude. That is freaking awesome. Cause I actually love that idea. And again, you're, you're completely right. Just going back to it. Um, so very few people really understand that they used to, um, the deck. Yeah. The, the data of it all, they don't, yeah. they don't understand any of it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing. It's like that, that part of it is what businesses love to hear. They love to see data. Like you you being able to analyze your own data, data to know who your most engaged people are is really valuable. A lot of people just don't look deep enough um, when, when it's something that's like staring them right in the face. Like, you know, your, your data will tell you, like some people are like, well, who's my audience? Or man, I don't know what products to create or I don't know what course to do or you know, what, what should I focus on? Well, if you go in and ask your audience what their pain points are or their issues are, you know what kind of course you need to create. It's a really simple, you know, stupid simple way of, of, of finding out you know, what to do what course of direction you need to take with your niche or, or your, you know, online program or your consulting, you know? So that's why I kind of, I, I geek out on this stuff and start looking at that, Dude, at that stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I used to hate doing, I used to hate doing split tests and raw data tracking. Cause I'll be honest with you, it's boring as shit when you start off. Yeah. It gets exciting when you start like hitting ads, like really high level ads, and you're like, dude, I've got to check out what the data is because um, I have an ego the size of the universe because it constantly expands and everyone knows this. Like within five minutes of meeting me, you're like, that guy has a big ego. But you I, mean the universe expands, right? Is that what you mean? Oh, no, your, your, your my, ego my, my ego is the universe. It, it is the some, universe. Yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty much how they are. Except yeah. for I'm self-deprecating because I actually make fun of everything in between. Have to. That's the way. Um, how I keep yeah, but That's because you're like half uh, Scottish and British, right? No, I can't. I don't know. What? I just got told I'm going to get punched in the face, um, <laughs> which is lovely. But no, um, what's it called? Uh, no, I'm actually... Uh, freaking i'm a weird mix of human i'm like i'm mostly indian arab tanzanian, no i got that part yeah tanzanian african and mediterranean italian or sicilian yeah okay right but but where where do you live because i almost sense like the scottish I've, i thought i heard like scottish but you're you're clearly british but yeah i, I grew uh, up in england i grew up in uh, i live in london so oh you do okay yes i was gonna say scottish you're the second person to say that i was scottish in literally the last week Someone no, else, you you do something with your R's. That's like I, everyone thinks I'm American when I do that because I've got hard R's. Yeah, it's like Roger. It's like really, Adil. You, yeah, 
got hard out, haven't you? What where where is that? Because that's like Josh Bartlett has the same kind of sound. Like he's not um, proper British. It's I'm almost a, like this. I'm assuming it's because we hang out with far too many Americans. Um, yes. It up. Why did you do that? Why I, would you I, do that to yourself? I, I have no idea. I, it, it's nice though. I like you people. You're fine. Um, speaking of Josh, I need to like. I you just remind me. I need to like drag his butt onto this podcast at some point because it's been too, far too long. And funnily enough, I'm publishing all this stuff on Ordello. <laughs> Oh, are you? Yeah. yeah. Literally, all this awesome. stuff goes through Ordello because I love Ordello so much. But I'm like, dude, come on. EVS, hook me up. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You should. You should totally talk to him. Absolutely. I always do. But anyway, what I was going to get back, what I was going to get to, because we're getting to that point where I do want to speak to you about it. Yeah, but raw data was boring as hell initially and just made me want to blow my brains out. But when you start hitting really good ads, um, it becomes fun. Like, honestly, raw data becomes really, really fun. And Ryan Levesque has this uh, software called the survey funnel software it's not surveyfunnel.com yeah. yep. because right. they sold yep. that but i think his software is like shut down we have to be a member of his mastermind or whatever it is I'm, i i've got access to it but anyway it's amazing because i send out surveys to my list though tiny as it may be um and i get the right data back it's a really high converting list like 400 people they all buy it's like a 400 person buyers list mm, which nice. is way better than like a 800 person non-buyers list Absolutely. 400 people to buy <clears throat> is awesome. Way better than not, right? So we get yep. to that time that I'm going to ask you a really fun question because I got to get this from everyone. But the thing, the audience and focus that I always put on this podcast more than anything is I always want to advance people forward. Yeah, we have a good laugh. Yeah, we talk about products. Yeah, we talk about everything else. And I'm getting you back on here, by the way, because you're actually a fucking hilarious guy to have on here. I really, really do like having you. Um, that is if you're open to coming back. You know. I am open to come. Absolutely. I, I would totally come back. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was a bit where my brain wants to go phrasing, but. Um, I would come back, you know, I mean, but, you know, there's no drinks first, but that's fine. It's no big deal. That's okay. okay. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get drinks and pass and <laughs> you make it sound like we're going on a date. How is, is this? It? How does this always end up happening to me whenever I talk to other people? They're like blind dates. Well, you're just yeah. like, okay, well. <laughs> Will we get along? I mean, is going to ask me something of you know weird. Uh, is he going to ask me something personal? How personal is he going to get? You know, that's like that's a date. Come on. <laughs> What's your shoe size? Where did you grow up? How many? Just yeah, start asking dating questions. So tell me, you know, what's your weirdest, you know. High school moment. That's a date. Mo that's a date question, right? Oh, oh man. Or is I, not? Maybe I haven't dated in a while. I'm married, so I, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm actually going to start testing that question out just to see what happens. Just <laughs> find out what people say. But the thing I was going to say, the focus of this podcast, though with everything included, laughs plus, I always like to give something away at the end um, from whoever's on here. And it's, it's, it's asking three, uh, three things of them. And it's one, it's one question with three parts. So if someone is in a moment where they're struggling to really understand what they want to do or if... Uh, what avenue they should use, or even webinars if they're right for them, what they do. What would be your three pieces of advice for them to get from mediocre to doing okay or from doing okay to doing really well? Like, what advice would you give that you could give to them? So if they're just, if they're going to start, you know, if they've never done it, right, um, or maybe they're, they, they've started but they want to up the ante a bit, um, yeah. So you want me to tell you what kind of piece of advice I would give? Yeah, like three pieces of advice that you would give. Okay. Um, well, the very first thing I would say is if you are nervous about doing or continuing on, like, like let's say, oh, do you want me to focus on webinars specifically? Uh, dude, whatever you feel like. You've got free reign on this part. So it could be okay. like webinars, could be like mindset, whatever you feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would say... As as stupid as this sounds, and as cliche as this sounds, practice makes makes perfect. Uh, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Obviously, there's the whole imperfect action, right? Imperfect action. But um, the thing is that you know when I started doing webinars, I did terrible webinars. My first webinars were like I overshared; they were too long. I had terrible internet. The audio would go out all the time. But yet and still, I still made money. And the reason I still made money from my those webinars is because of the fact that I built a no like and trust, and you know at that point that was the ultimate thing that that drove authority. Even if you kind of you know share too much, like you know I would get 
people would say, well, you didn't really increase your conversions because, you know, you, 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 you moved away and you went into YouTube and showed them how to do something when you should have just stayed on the slides because that will increase their, con their conversions. You know, sell more, don't show as much, you know, get them more interested, you know, that type of thing. And at the end of the day, you're going to find out what works for you. Um, so because I'm not, I'm not like as good of a salesman as like some other people. Right. So I have to kind of figure out different ways to sell my, my programs as much as they do. Now that could be that I have to come out and, you know, be more visible to people, uh, less salesy to people, um, more helpful, you know, and then the people that buy are the people that buy the ones that are like, okay, well, I like what he's has to offer. Um, you know, they, they come in. Uh, so you're going to have to decide what's going to work for you. Um, and it, time is 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 what answers that. So the thing I would say, which is also cliche, and I just rhymed there, is that persistence is also the thing. Because I remember like at least three times when I was going to quit this online marketing thing, like back in like 2011, I was like, you know what, I haven't made any money, and I don't think I can. I I I, I don't know. There's so many moving parts. Like I have to build a membership site. I have to, well, first I have to figure out my niche. Then I have to build a product and then put it in a membership site and then start building my list. So I have to come up with a free offer. Um, what's that free offer going to be? What happens if I give too much away in that free offer? Should I, should I give my best stuff away in that free offer? There were so many questions that I had, um, that, you know, there was times when I was like, okay, let's just, we're not going to do this. Let's stop. Let's go back and work in real estate. Um, and you know, the thing that I, I, I'm luckily I have like, I was dropped on my head. So, you know, like I fell out of a window at one point. So I think like, like I have short term memory. So it's like, like all the mistakes that I made, like, I'm like, okay, I forgot what that mistake was, or at least like I move on from that mistake where a lot of people, if you fail or have a mistake, it's like ground, it holds you down and holds you hold you more down. The idea is that you want to kind of reset yourself, even if you're, uh, kind of, you have to be the one that creates that new positive. Uh, so I, I ended up doing that. I had to just allow myself to say, okay, this was just a, a learning moment and let's move on from it. And now we're going to, you know, try something else. So, you know, it's all about trying and testing and seeing what works. Um, but I would say, you know, the other thing is find a mentor that's really going to is some that someone that you connect with and jive with. And if you need to even work one on one with them, because working one on one is going to help you to um, to actually, you know, get a lot of the stuff cleared, clear quickly. I mean, that was one of my biggest things is like doing some one on one with uh, with some coaches. Um, Chris Farrell early on was a big mentor of mine. And he lived really close. So I kind of, you know, followed what he was doing and I was kind of talked to him about things. And, and that was really helpful because then I, I had some, a bit more of a clear direction, uh, to kind of go in. So I would say find someone to, 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 uh, an authority to listen to, to follow and to kind of get insight from, um, that's going to really be giving it to you because then, then you're going to, you know, quicken your process. Uh, and then find some courses that are going to teach you, you know, the right, the right steps. Everybody is going to, the thing is there's so many different courses out there and you know, you can consume three or four different courses. Some may have similar content, but all of them are probably going to have their own unique thing coming in. So, um, I think action is more important than like consumption of training, but you have to get enough training to where then you can take action. So I think that it's like, first, you know, you need to learn how to create a free gift to start building your list, right? So go learn how to build your list first. So go, you know, find out, you know, okay, I want to create a free gift. I'm going to use lead pages. I'm going to offer up a free PDF. It's going to be short, sweet, simple to the point. I'm going to get Aweber, hook it all up. And now I'm building my list, right? I'm going to go to Facebook, create some Facebook ads, knock it out that way. I'm going to now start webinars because I know I can sell on webinars. So now I get, have people that come into my free gift they're, they like me, I'm going to send them into a webinar where they can get, you know, I'm, I'm teaching them live, you know, um, and I'm going to have an offer for my program at like, you know, 400 bucks or something like that. And it ends after a week, right? I'm going to learn how to do that. So, so there, that's a full sales funnel. Um, but, you know, and then 
I'll use things like Periscope to build my list or Facebook tra Facebook ads to build my list or maybe post my videos on YouTube or and, and then uh, maybe do video ads on YouTube or maybe I'll go and find a joint venture partner who's going to help me to promote uh, my product. So you, you, you learn this process over time um, and you've probably heard it before, but it, it is taking action. And part of it is getting out of your own way, um, your own fears and concerns and worries about, you know, hey, is my product similar to this other person's product? Uh, one of the best pieces of advice here, I'm going to give it. If, if you have an idea for a product and you see somebody else in the market with that same product concept, don't shy away and tuck your product under, you know, the rug because you see somebody else that's launching it too. Uh, that only simply means that it's a warm market and you just need to, you need, just need to launch you just, just need to put your product out there. Now, there are ways for you to come at it from a different angle than that person. For instance, when, when James Wedmore came out with his Video Traffic Academy, um, uh, I think that's what it was called, mm -hmm. and it was $97, I took a step back and I was like, well, I was going to launch my product, but maybe I won't. And then what I started doing is I, I, I tweaked it, made it $1,000 and sold it on webinars and it was called YouTube Revealed, and that was the difference. And that was to people that wanted to know how to become video marketers as well as understand video marketing. So I took a, I tweaked it, changed it, and found that you know uh, unique sales position on it. And that was very helpful for me to finally you know sell that, that first year of selling it, two hundred forty-five thousand dollars of sales in my you know first year of, of of having my my product online. So you know I, I would say to to you to anybody you know if you if you're if you start worrying or, or if you start getting in your head about, oh, well, that person has the same, you know, a similar idea or product, so I can't launch it, uh, put that shit under the rug. Like, don't, don't, uh, not, 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 not the idea, sorry. The, put that, the, the limited belief that you're having, put that away, throw it away. Sorry, don't put the product under the rug. I know I, I used that analogy already. Yeah, no, I was take the say, limited like belief. Yeah, put the limited belief away, but launch your product. That's what I would say. Yeah. That's what you meant to say. If he wasn't going to, I was going to jump in and make fun of him. Because, That's what yeah. I meant to say, yeah. Yeah, we've had enough of those anyway. So, guys, go ahead. Casey, man, so much, thank you so much for being here. Really do appreciate it. Guys, yes. check out uh, Casey's website, caseyzeman.com, and also easywebinar.com. And any other websites that you want to plug, my friend? Uh, I mean... You know, if you want to go and get a like a, uh, a free webinar course, you can go to uh, webinarminicourse.com. That's awesome. It's, it's pretty yeah. simple. Webinarminicourse.com. That's a free webinar course. It'll teach you all about webinars uh, from live webinars, automated webinars, and um, what I call the event launch blueprint, which incorporates uh, rebroadcasts and automation and all sorts of cool stuff. Definitely. And what's your Periscope thing again called? Full. Oh, yeah. That's called fullscope.tv, and Perfect. that's free. So you can go to fullscope.tv and get it for free. Get your analytics. If you are someone who's using Periscope, you will definitely want to get that. For sure. Guys, again, yeah. seriously, go ahead and check this stuff out. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, Casey, so much for uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's been a blast, and hopefully we'll have you again soon. Thanks, thanks Adil. I appreciate it. It's Adil, right? Wait, Adil. Adil. I think you Adil. Yes, Adil. I can't believe I did that. Oh, it's okay. Don't Adil, worry about it. I, Advil. No, Adil. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh Adol, well, thank you so much. No, really, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, and all to all your listeners, I really appreciate it as well. So Will thank do. you. Cool. All right. So.